you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. I put on a serum in my car driving to this podcast recording today. Whoa! I was uh, tight on time uh-huh. and I had just taken a shower. Uh-huh. And so I threw some stuff in my bag uh-huh. and put it on in the car. Look at you. You know, serums on the go. You know, that's a that I feel like that's kind of next level LA driving. <laughs> it is. It like is. you see people Truly putting on is. like mascara in the car, which I'm always like, huh. But serums in the car. It was I was really um, you know, and perhaps I sh- I I was doing it at a at the stoplight. I should I'm, hope you weren't doing I'm, it on the freeway. No, I'm recognizing <laughs> that what I am now sharing is that I was participating in some not safe behavior. Well, as long as you weren't texting while seruming. Oh, gosh. No, I don't text while driving. No, I know. No, no, no. Um, but I did. I serumed and I moisturized in the car. Oh. And I brushed my hair. Did you shower? <laughs> did I roll down? The, I rolled down the window, stuck my head out and drove by a fountain. And just Genius. got Genius. You know, I just, I had to multitask today. I was pressed for time. Okay. But it worked. And you look radiant. Well, thank you. You are so welcome. What else is happening with you? You know... Dory, I'm gently rolling in to my 40th year on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's a few weeks away. I'm just feeling really good in my skin. Yeah. Well, your skin looks great. Well, thank you. I mean, it's because I literally just put on sure. all that stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, I, 
I'm just kind of trying to enjoy the fact that I get to exist on the planet. Yeah. That's very broad and very vague. That's kind of where I'm at. Can I, just going back to the serum and the moisturizer. Yes, Dory. What were you using? Dory, I was using a sponsor. Okay. They, we So for many of the sponsors on the show, let me clarify for our listeners, they will send us the product so that we can try it before we move forward and actually advertise with them and, and give a personal endorsement of the product. Right. We want to make sure that we like it and, and are behind it. So I was using BioClarity, uh-huh. a future podcast sponsor. Little preview for Little you all. Spoiler alert, <laughs> which I have been liking very much. Great. And it was very easy just to like grab mm-hmm. throw it in my bag and, and, and uh, pump it in my face. So there you go. Great. Um, I will tell you, I have been, you know, I've been wearing my white Crocs. Uh-huh. It's all about comfort and ease these days. Oh, and you're wearing white Burks today. <laughs> today it's Birkenstocks <laughs> right now. I almost put my Crocs on, but okay. then I didn't want to commit that hard to the white Crocs. Okay, fair. For today. But I've also been trying to understand teenagers. Mm. So I have been getting into TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then I just downloaded a podcast called Teenage Therapy mm-hmm. that I started listening to yesterday, which is really interesting. Tell me more. I've only listened to one episode. It's five sophomores in high school. They're actually here in Southern California. And they taught their friends and they talk about really interesting topics. Like the first one I tuned into was about mental health. Two of the hosts had dated. So they were discussing and had broken up four months ago. So they were, they were, it was fascinating. The one who had done the breaking up was kind of interviewing the other one about how he, how his mental health was going post breakup. Whoa. They're very thoughtful. They're really bright and interesting kids. And I don't know. I just, I feel like it was, it's more, I have a lot of friends who are watching this show Euphoria that I uh-huh. think is all about like teens just like romping and fucking. Yeah. And a lot of parents I know are like, oh my God, teens, which I feel like every generation feels that way yes. about the younger generations. Yes. Um, so this podcast for me is kind of like an interesting way of understanding what teenagers currently are actually going through. They have an episode, like a current episode about, um, internalized homophobia whoa they have they're tackling like the big big issues they have one about um body image they have one about social media and how it affects them so i haven't listened to these yet but i'm very i'm very excited and also i think it's cool that like five teenagers got together and made a podcast totally and they were in like the top apple top 100 that's how i found it i was just scrolling through wow yeah so that and then tiktok what what is tiktok you ask an app i don't know a thing where teens do stuff but i'm (laughs) Just trying to understand. I'm trying to stay fresh, Dory. Anyway. As you turn 40. As I turn 40, trying to tap into what the youths are doing while also like embracing the fact that I'm just, I'm 40 and I'm loving it. Should we invent the middle age TikTok? Dory. But it would just be like me singing Indigo Girl songs. Oh, uh, that sounds heavenly. And then like a thread of people Let's become doing... middle age TikTok stars. <laughs> Dory. I'm ready. I'm I, ready for do you, that. Do you know what TikTok is? Isn't it musically? It's kind and of... And Vine? Yeah, kind <laughs> of that. It's like short videos set to music, but then there's also like they, they people build off of previous... They call them threads and like everybody mm. does the same thing. I don't, I don't totally get it. I really sound like a 40-year-old trying to explain what teens are doing. I mean, it's fine. But if any young folk or old folk who TikTok want to weigh in, please tell me what it is. 
and when we create the Forever 35 TikTok account. Should we do that seriously? That could be very fun. It would be funny. It would be funny. It would be funny. Would it be good? <laughs> Probably not, but <laughs> so what? So what is right? I won't, Okay, I'll look into that. We'll put that on the list, our long to-do list of things Great. to do in 2019. Any who... You made a butternut squash risotto on your Instagram. I saw it on your Instagram or I saw it somewhere. You I think shared I, it. I shared it in a Facebook group that okay. we're in. And I was like, mm. and then you, yes. you mentioned it here. So that means it must be very good. It was really good. So in my new status as a vegetarian, meat free Dory, meat free Dory, um, I'm kind of like, okay, what do I eat yeah. now? And how do I feel full? Turns out I feel full. <laughs> like I didn't, it turns out I didn't need meat to feel full. I've been eating a lot of eggs, nuts, avocado, full fat dairy. I'm not vegan. A lot of whole grains. Um, beans? Did you say beans? I did not say beans. Are I've you... not been eating a lot of beans, but I, I eat beans. Um, I found a website called Cookie and Kate. I, I have frequented Cookie and Kate. They have some good she recipes. She has some great recipes. And that's where I found the butternut squash risotto. It was delicious. And you make most of it in the oven. So oh. you're not standing there stirring a risotto. Even the actual grain yes. you make in the oven? Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Yes. Um, so it was very good. It's not vegan. It has, it has quite a bit of dairy in it. Parmesan and butter. It has Parmesan. It has butter. It has, um, yeah, Parmesan and butter. Yeah. That's what it has. Sounds delicious. It was very good. Now, are you cooking this just for yourself or mm -hmm. is your spouse also participating? My spouse is not participating. My spouse is still eating meat. But is, would, did he eat some of the butternut squash risotto or was this just for you? This was just for me. Okay. Um, I think he wasn't. He wasn't home like all day yesterday and I made it yesterday. And so I just ate it. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been like finding some new recipes and kind of exploring that. So that's been fun. What fun. Yeah. It's been very fun. Um, also, I'm going back to Pilates today. Ooh, like after we record this podcast. Yes. yes. Get those abs and that core <laughs> tuned in. I mean, it's like... Again, it's less about like, oh, how do I look and more just how do I feel? Are you, I found after I had both my children, I experienced a lot of back pain because my core muscles were so messed up after pregnancy and childbirth. Have you fa noticed any new like aches and pains or your body fe physically feeling different? I haven't noticed back pain. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's more that. I just don't feel physically like myself, which I know is sort of vague. No, it, it, that's your experience. But I feel more tired mm -hmm. for one thing. Um, I also, like the few times that I have exercise, I've gotten sore doing like very little. Um, and so that feels a little weird. And I just feel, I don't know. I feel like blobby in a way that, doesn't feel good to me. So I would just like to kind of feel a little better. And I think Pilates, I mean, I did it through my whole pregnancy yeah. and I think it'll feel good to kind of get back into it. Yeah. I love Pilates. So, and I went to the gym twice last week. Look at you really getting back into your body, your physical space. Yeah. Walked on the treadmill, did some very light weights. 
That's great. And called it a day. Dory? I feel like as long as you, is physical exertion is so important too for your mental well-being like it gives you exactly i don't know i don't know what it provides you mentally do you care to elaborate well i think it just makes me i don't know it's again it's vague it makes me feel better yeah and that's just like kind of it and i think it also gives me a little bit of structure to my day Mm -hmm. um and so that is helpful as well. And, you know, Henry is now, he's two months old. He's getting a little heavier. And so like carrying him around or like rocking him to sleep, like I want to feel strong. I want to feel strong for Henry. You know, I want to take him on walks and be like, I can walk for an hour and not be like, I'm tired. I need to go home. You know? So that's like, I don't want to feel, you know what? I feel like creaky getting up and down. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm like kneeling on the floor with him and then I pick him up and I stand up, I'm like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I do. I understand creaky. That feels like something that's happening more to me too. Like just like, Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my bones. Like I now know what that means. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Yes. I'm feeling it too. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and I'm feeling it not in the way that you are because you just physically had a child. That's yeah. different than. Yeah. Just- the, you know, the back issues are less like day to day life stuff and more like breastfeeding Mm -hmm. i've had to figure out how to feel comfortable breastfeeding not like hunching over um a friend of ours was getting rid of their glider chair and i had been like "Eh, i don't need a glider and then she gave us our her glider and i was like i love gliders Um, so that has, that has been really helpful. I also got a nursing stool to put my feet up on, which has also been really helpful. And actually we talked about this briefly on excellent adventure and someone wrote in to say that she has a bad back and elevating your feet slightly is good for a bad back. So it does. So pro tip. Well, I do have a squatty potty, but maybe you should get a little stool for your desk. Oh, that's a good idea. Once, because sitting is basically the worst thing we can be doing to our bodies. Yeah. yeah. So if you put your feet up slightly, I okay. think that will help. All right. Well, you know what? Interestingly enough, in our next segment of this show, I have a suggestion on where to buy stools. Well, I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> where could it possibly be? Um, I don't know if you read the description of this episode, but it's IKEA. IKEA. IKEA is how we're supposed to say it. I think so. But I'm going to say IKEA because I am me. We are American. Yeah, you know, it's fine. We are. Um, and the glider lives in our bedroom, which we have kind of rearranged. You've made like a real cozy home base in there. Yeah. Trying to make it a little cozier. We got a new bed. Um, and that sort of inspired us to rearrange stuff a little bit, not entirely because the room is very small. So there's only so many places you can like actually put stuff. But Matt had wanted to put the bed against the windows. And I was like, hmm. Did you do it? No, we okay, didn't. Okay. We kept it where it is. That's uh, also it in was. Earthquake, in, California. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's sort of up against one window, but this would, it would have been up against two windows. Yeah. I don't know. We also mounted a TV on the wall instead of having it like on a dresser. I have to say, you've been very busy for two people with a newborn baby. 
mounting things, moving chairs in. I mean, well, good for you. Very energized people. You know, I think as we've discussed, mm-hmm. Matt's love language is acts of service. And he takes his role very seriously. And he also, you know, he doesn't like asking people for help, mm. which manifests itself sometimes in I'm going to do everything myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so like he mounted a 60 inch television by, by himself? himself. Okay. <laughs> But he's speaking his love language. He's speaking his love language. Um, so yeah. So that's what's that's what's been going on with me. So I feel like anyone who didn't read the description of this episode might think that we're about to talk about Costco, but in fact, <gasps> true, we are about to talk about IKEA, my other favorite store. <laughs> Your other favorite store, and I should say I am conveniently located to a very enormous Ikea. You are. I mean, so we jealous. all are in Los Angeles, but like yeah. some, some people live hours away True. from yes, Ikea yes, or yes. it's in a different state. So we're very fortunate yes. that we can frequent in, pre- in, the, in our bodies, we can frequent Ikea. Yes. Although, uh, well, I'll, I'll bring up something about ordering from them when I talk about my favorites. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into okay, it. Okay, okay. So you have a lot. So. I have a lot. So IKEA, if you've never heard of it, is a big ass Swedish store that has all sorts of home goods, and I do find that the quality can range. It really ranges. So you've got to find the stuff that works well yes. for you. So my first like number one favorite product is I'm not going to be able to, again my pronunciation. I apologize in advance. Uh, it's not going to be great, but I'm going to do my best. Hajalte spatula. We'll list these all for you. I own three of these spatulas. It's the best spatula I've ever owned. You've sold me because I feel like my spatula is like meh. No, this I tell you, these IKEA spatulas are better than like your fancy container store kitchenware. Wow. Okay. I love them. I went like I always dig mine out of the dirty dishwasher if it's not mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, I got to use this spatula. So I love it. Um, and their kitchen stuff is great. My dining room table is it's from great. Ikea. And I love it. It's called the Morbilanga mm-hmm. dining room table. It's stylish, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. It's very functional, mm-hmm. easy to clean, and very sturdy. And the wood is good quality. It's solid. Yes, it's solid. Now, it's more. Exp- it's on the expensive side for Ikea dining room tables. Okay. Um, but I... I cannot recommend it enough. It's big too, but they have a smaller four-seater version. Mm. I have the six-seat. I use a bench and three chairs that we also purchased at Ikea. Okay, next on my list, a classic, the Kallax shelves. Mm -hmm. I don't know a person who doesn't own these shelves, although I dare I say, Dory, you might not. Which shelves are these? These are shelves that are essentially like cubic squares. Mm, Yes. mm -hmm. And we have them in our playroom area of our home and then also our home office. And they're just like classic Ikea. You can really... I find them to be very useful. They can store a lot of stuff. They have all different accoutrements. So they make boxes that can fit in, Mm. like little storage bins. They also make drawers for them. So they've just been like just so handy in all different parts of our home. I just love them. 
and they've lasted well for us. Mm, okay, that's good to know. Okay, another classic, the Rask Cog Utility Cart. You've probably seen these things. We have one. Yeah, I have one as well. I mean, obviously, I'm talking about it. Um, it's a classic kind of like three-shelf little utility cart on wheels. I've used it in our home office. Right now, it's in our kids' playroom area holding like paper, pens, and pencils, it's really easy to move around. I've seen it in kitchens. I've seen people use it in nurseries with diapers and wipes, mm-hmm. and you kind of move it around your house. It's so great. So funny story about the Rascog. Tell me. When I bought mine, the wheels didn't fit. The holes were like the wrong size. This is classic Ikea. And I was so annoyed, but also like, I'm not going to schlep back to Ikea and stand in that long ass line and try to like get Wheels. Like I was just like, forget it. So ours is not on wheels. But do you still use it? Yeah, it's in it's in one of our bathrooms. Okay, I'm gonna go peek and see if I can find it. I think I know where it is actually. Yeah, you. Yeah, do. I do. Mm-hmm. Ah, see, it's still you can still use yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, next on my list. Okay, for my second daughter, we got her the Sundvik extendable bed. Mm. I think it's about hundred and sixty dollars, and it starts as a toddler bed, and then you can extend it as they grow. Oh, to that's basically smart. About a twin. It's so great. So, uh, the price point's amazing. And they make an extendable mattress called the Vimsig mattress. Oh, cool. That comes with it, which is also... You wow, can, like, an add, extendable mattress? Yeah, it's like one big piece and then you can Velcro on two little pieces. Oh, cool. And it was great. And my, my daughter's room that we used it in, had it's very small. Mm-hmm. So it really fit, like the smallest size, it really fit perfectly in the space that we had. I love that thing. Okay, a new Ikea purchase I just bought for our office, the Lasabo coffee table. Ooh. I really like this coffee table. Very sturdy. It takes two seconds to put together. It's like a new Ikea system where you kind of just, I don't know how to describe it, but there's no like screws. It's all like putting little wooden pieces into place and just turning. And it's a really like clean, simple, nice coffee table. I like this whole kind of Ikea line, Lasabo. All right, next on my list, the Blonda Mat Serving Bowl. Mm. These are these gorgeous wooden serving bowls. They come in different sizes. I have every size. Um, you got to hand wash them. You wouldn't put them in the dishwasher. Okay. But they're great for, um, like, you know, you want to put chips out at a party or you want to put right. a salad out. It's like, a, it's just a, they're really lovely. I saw them in a friend's home and I was like, ooh, what is that fancy bowl? Then I turned it over and on the bottom it said Ikea and I was like, ah, and now I have like six of them. Um, so another, I have another just kind of general list of things that for me and my family, Ikea is amazing for. Kitchen storage mm. items mm-hmm. from food storage to um, kind of larger bins for your kitchen, stools, so we have like a stool in our bathroom for our kids to stand on. Ikea makes really great, sturdy stools. I love that. That is stool. a hot tip. Hot tip, stools. Um, the kids' art supplies and also like children's small table and chairs. Mm. They're, the price point's really great. And the kids' table and chairs, like we've just used them to death and they just last. Home decor. I find fun little like vases and um, oh sure knickknacks knickknacks like cute little cactus statues that i just got um and picture frames Mm -hmm. huge picture frame session i also feel like ikea has great lighting yes they do really cool lamps um chandelier type things for Mm -hmm. the home in fact we have two ikea lamps that i have had 
I think I've had these lamps for 15 years. I believe it. Like they have just traveled with me for so long. They're like, they're not particularly exciting lamps, but they're cute. They're fine and they work. 15 years is a long time for something to last. Yeah. They also make these great little kid nightlight things that my children have had in their rooms for years Mm. that are these little animals. They're just like great little friendly lights. I like a friendly light. A friendly light. (laughs) Um, Now, dishware. All the bowls and plates in my home are from Ikea. And I buy them at a big set in a box. And when we've chipped them and destroyed them, I, I... recycle them and I buy new ones. Mm. I've done that now. Uh, I think I'm on my like second rotation of dishes from Ikea. Oh, wow. It's a, pr- the, the, the price can't be beat. And my kids like, you know, we're, we're tossing these things everywhere. Yeah. Um, so dishware. And then also they make great plastic kids dishware. Oh, Cups, good plates, forks and spoons. And then my other favorite thing at Ikea is fake plants. Oh. My house is full of Ikea fake plants. Oh, that's amazing. They are not the most realistic looking fake plants. Sure. But they, like, you can spend, you can spend a lot of money on a fake plant. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. But, and you got to kind of dig around. Like, I don't, not all of their fake plants are great, but some of them are really good. Yeah. And just to like, you know, spruce up a space. Totally. I love, love a, a plant. fake plant. Mm-hmm. So my last Ikea tip is to always check out, they have a room at the store with marked down items. Yes. We've bought a ton of stuff there. We got a huge conference room table for our office. Like there's always really- I got a desk there once. Yeah, there's good stuff there. The prices are great. So always check that out. And I also just want to say I had a very- I had a really positive customer service experience with Ikea recently Oh, where I purchased something for a friend and had to return it and it was like already ordered and it was going to be delivered. And the person I spoke with like went above and beyond to, to fix, fix the whole situation. And I've, I've only had positive customer service experiences there. Also the food is good at the cafeteria. Mm, True. And very cheap. I could go on. But that's those are kind of my like These top great. top picks. But I tell you what, my house is full of IKEA stuff, and we and it and it has you ha- like I do think you have to kind of test it out and pick and choose. But yes, we, I agree with we've that. We've had some stuff that has really lasted. There have been some clunkers too. There are some clunkers, but okay. What's your biggest clunker? Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. There's a, I feel like the the softer wood stuff. Yes. Doesn't and anything that has too much particle board, particle board, yeah, that stuff and that the price is good on those things, yes, but they don't tend to last and they tend to show wear really quickly, yeah, and that um, that's kind of been like a eh, area for me, Um, but we have a great like couch for my, I mean, it's truly when people don't like talk about how much they don't like Ikea. Mm -hmm. It blows my mind. But I do think it's a bit of a trial and error. Right. Now I will say the item that you are going to recommend is another item that's big in our house and it's fantastic. So I'm going to turn this over to you. Oh, why? thank you. So I had been, I had been sort of lukewarm on Ikea for a few years because I had a couple of bad experiences. Um, What were they? Well, I had a dresser. Now, granted, this is going back a while. I think this was when I was in college. I had a dresser where the drawer bottoms were basically like cardboard. I had I've had a similar dresser experience with Ikea. And like the drawers just fell apart. Totally. And I was like, this is 
pointless and annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and also going there is overwhelming. If you go at, at a, a quiet time, yeah, which and is like, hard if you work. Right. Yeah, and so previously I was working full time. Going there on the weekends is like a mess. So I, I'd sort of like, I'd, I'd been, I'd retreated from Ikea a bit. Now, enter Henry. <laughs> and enter having to furnish the nursery and enter us not having a lot of storage in this house and his room being very small. So I was like, I would like to get a dresser that has a lot of storage because I would like to be able to put all of his stuff in there, not just clothes, but also like, you know, other things. (laughs) Um, And I'm looking at big dressers and they're like a thousand dollars. Or more. Like yeah, furniture is expensive. Furniture is expensive. Um, then like you add in delivery fee. Like it was just, I was like, am I going to spend like $1,200 on my, my newborn son's dresser? Like that seemed insane to me. Then I started looking at a lot of um, nursery Instagram posts. And I noticed a lot of people had the same Ikea dresser. And it was the Hemnis dresser and it comes in a few different sizes i got the eight drawer which is their biggest size it is 279 dollars if you have done any dresser shopping lately you know that this is insanely cheap and it seems to be one of the few cheap ikea items that is still good quality it's such good quality it is a solid dresser there is a lot of wood in that dresser. Um, it's it's such a good dresser. We use the top as a changing table. Like, I cannot say enough great things about this dresser. Um, also, if you have more time and sort of creativity than I did, you can switch out the knobs. I did that in my daughter's room. For a more original look. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of inspo for this on Instagram and Pinterest. I mean, Ikea hack is just a great thing to search on. Totally. Any app. Yes. Um and continuing the theme of Matt likes to do everything himself. Matt put this together himself, um, but he is very handy. I would say it's probably a two-person job. It also took him quite some time. It's very heavy. It's big, it's too. It's big. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing we got for the nursery is the Hemnes Daybed. Now, I have to credit all... I, I must credit Karen Vladek, for the, sister. my sister, for the Daybed suggestion. Um, when we were debating whether we should get a glider or a daybed for the nursery, she said, definitely get a daybed. And so I started looking around at daybeds and we had a very small space to put the daybed in. So again, we were sort of limited in terms of what we could get. And then I found the Hemnes daybed and I was like, this is perfect. It was the right size. It has storage. It has three drawers. Also, if you have enough room, which we don't, it pulls out and it becomes a queen bed. What? Yes. Ikea. What you doing? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So. Comes the, a, becomes a queen? Yes. The regular mattress is a twin. And then you pull it out and you can have another mattress. And you're so what you do is you're supposed to stack two mattresses. You're There's always to stack like an interesting solution. Two six inch mattresses. Sure. Why not? On the main bed area. And then when you pull it out, you put one oh. of the mattresses down on the pullout part 
and it becomes a queen size bed. One of my friends has this and her parents sleep on it whenever they come and visit. Um, we don't have enough room to do the pullout situation. So I just got one eight inch foam mattress from Amazon. That is very comfortable. Um, but we are on this day bed like every day. We do bedtime on it as a family. Cute. We can all fit on the day bed. And that's me, Matt, Henry, and Bo. Oh, yeah. Bo is in, in the picture. Bo is like trotting in. He's like, I'm ready for bedtime, everyone. <laughs> um, I sometimes nurse Henry on. I've slept on it. It's nice, you know, if I need to sleep in Henry's room, I sleep, I sleep on the day bed. It's great. And again, it is cheap. It is $299. And it's solid. I think Matt was saying it weighed like 260 pounds Did or Matt something. also build the daybed? Matt day bed? also built the daybed. Whew. Yeah. Matt. I know. He really he really rose to the occasion. And when you purchased these things, did you purchase them online or did you go to the okay, store? Okay. Great question, Kate Thank Spencer. Thank you, Dory. So I was like, I don't think I can handle going to Ikea. And also I was super pregnant and Matt was working when all this was going down, Matt was working like 14 hour days That's right. and then recording podcasts on the weekend. Like he did not have time to go to Ikea. And I was like, I have a big car, but I'm like eight months pregnant. I can't put no. a hemnus day bed into my car. So I was looking online and I was like, and I, and I like, I had an antiquated idea of Ikea delivery where before, I think until somewhat recently they didn't deliver a lot of stuff from their website like you had to go to the store but all that has changed and for a mere 39 dollars they delivered both the dresser and the daybed they came when they said they were going to the people who delivered it were very nice they were fast they were professional it it it, it was such a great delivery experience and it was so cheap uh another a furniture competitor who I shall not name, but whose name rhymes with best helm. <laughs> what? I wonder what it is. What could that be? I've had such horrible experiences with that company. Me too. From like start to finish. Same. And the delivery aspect with them was so traumatizing. Dory, same. I had a nightmarish experience. Not to mention expensive. They yes. charge a shitload for delivery. And so with ikea i was like this is amazing i'm gonna order everything from ikea now so that was really great i highly recommend they also that. have a thing on their website where um you can arrange through TaskRabbit if you can, if you yes. aren't going to build you know, it IKEA yourself owns task rabbit what mm-hmm. i did not know that yep you sneaky devils. Mm-hmm. They own TaskRabbit. Mm-hmm. I think like it makes sense because people were using TaskRabbits like mainly to assemble IKEA furniture. <laughs> I mean, you can also go, I will say another great thing about IKEA is that they do provide um all the wall bolting for their furniture yes. pieces, especially with small children or if you live in an earthquake prone place like we do. I mean, we, and now we both have small children. You want to get all that furniture bolted to the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, and they have all that available to you. And I actually like have an Ikea dresser that somehow it got unbolted from the wall. This is a separate story. And I went back in and I was like, can I please have new wall stuff? And they just gave it to me. Oh, that's great. So thank you. And we should say, this is not a sponsored episode. Oh no. Nobody from Ikea knows who we are. No, but we if they them. want to, if they want to, we're here. <laughs> we love your stuff. 
Thank you for furnishing our homes. Yeah. Dory, I think we should take a pause. Let's do that. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation 
with Chris Voss, or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe Capture Your Vision Through Photography with Petra Collins. Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Our guest today is Jamie Greenberg. Jamie, welcome to Forever 35. Thanks for having me. We're thrilled you're here. Let me let me give your bio a read. Okay. Jamie is a makeup artist and blogger and has made a name for herself as one of young Hollywood's most indispensable makeup artists. Since moving to LA, Jamie has developed a devoted clientele from magazines like Allure, Esquire, Elle, Lucky, Harper's Bazaar, and Lomo Vogue to, I, I don't know if I said that right. I don't either. Great. To actors such as Kaylee Cuoco, Tracy Ellis Ross, Kristen Stewart, Rashida Jones, Lauren Graham, and Lizzie Kaplan. And as an active personality within the beauty industry, she engages her audience through her personal YouTube channel and has been a featured guest on Good Day LA, Good Morning America, The Own Show, and Pop Sugar. And she currently lives in Los Angeles. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Jamie Makeup. Yes. Amen. And I'm very, I have to say, I'm very excited you're here because I am an Instagram follower. Same. Snaps on that. Yeah. And so just to meet you as a real person is very exciting. Um, So we wanted to start to kind of get you intro to the audience before we bust out questions because we have double-sided page full of listener questions. Um, Could you take us on your journey to becoming a makeup artist? Sure. Because you mentioned something very interesting about another career that you had once, which is... A little stand-up comedy. Stand-up Yes. It's like a dirty dirty little secret. (laughs) Well, let's get it out there. All right. So um, I studied film in college. I'll I'll do the short one. I've learned to like really take it down. And my husband's like, you need to cut this story short. Nobody (laughs) fucking cares. Um, Thanks. So I went to college. I studied film. And then um, after that, we moved to New York City. And I had an editing job that edited like commercials, like beauty commercials, like L'Oreal with like Heather Locklear. And it was an amazing job. And it was like you could smoke weed and drink wine. And it was like, wow, you know, it was like in Soho and I had made it. I was making like two cents a day. (laughs) But I was like, this is great. And then after a while, I was like kind of getting bored. And I like people and I didn't know that then. And I started to take improv classes and go to see comedy. And someone's like, you would be so funny with comedy. And so I started taking like com- stand-up comedy classes, yeah. which seems like a total like like fake thing. No, they're, like, they're totally real. I know so many people have taken them. Yeah. So I did that and I really liked it. And I was like, this is really fun. So I started playing around with that. And then the people that I worked for were like, you're so unhappy here, but we want to fire you because you can collect unemployment. Like, that's how good my relationship was with them. (laughs) (laughs) So it was when the dot-com exploded. So Uh every one of my friends were like working out at like Sports Club LA, but we're like collecting unemployment. (laughs) And then I just kind of tried to hone skills and I did stand up and I would travel up and down like the East Coast corridor. Wow. And open up for acts. Yeah, you were really doing it. I was really doing it. I had this like 
no offense, um, Roger Paul, but he was like this like small agent manager guy and he would send me he'd be like, hey, all right, listen, you're going to go to Connecticut, Danby, Connecticut, you're going to Yuck Yuck's Ha Ha House. And I'd be like, okay. And then I'd get like extreme anxiety and like think of every reason why I shouldn't be do- going on, you know, this trip to do this. But I kept doing it. My parents were super supportive. But after about like a year and a half of it, I when I was like two years, I was like, and my heart – like I just saw like the mm. desperation and like people's dedication to the craft and I was like, I, I don't have it. Yeah. Like I don't love this. And everyone's like, you know, you're reading your quarter life crisis and you're trying to figure out what you love. And how did it – how did you go from there to makeup <laughs> artistry? How are you like makeup is the thing? I yeah. know. So <laughs> that summer – my husband was working like in finance in New York City and also had like a meltdown and was like, I can't do this anymore. We had been living there for five years. And I was like, well, there's only one other place to go and that's Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> so before we went to Los Angeles, we were staying – his parents had a place in like right outside of – called New Hope, right outside of mm-hmm. uh, New York. And it was like this beautiful – In Pennsylvania. Yeah, in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And we hung out there and like for two weeks we were just like cooking and making birdhouses and living our lives. Oh, and man. Why did you leave? And then we were like, we're bored. My husband was, like, looking for a job and I was looking for a job. And I was like, you love makeup so much. You should go to Ulta and get a job there. And I was like, great. And I put on my, like, Ann Taylor suit and, like, blew out my hair and wore heels. And was like, hi, with my resume. And they were like, you want a job? Sure. There's your apron. Like, it was, like, no big deal. <laughs> but that's when I was immersed in product and the power of how beauty can change, uh, like, a woman's whole entire vibe. So a woman came in, and I knew all about Bare Minerals because I had bought it on an infomercial, and she wanted to know about it. So I told her, I'm like, you got to tap it. You got to thrill it. You got to buff it on. (laughs) She bought everything, and, like, her demeanor changed, her energy, everything changed, and I was, like, hooked. So then it became, like, I feel like all the stand-up was building up to just having this – like, I like making people laugh. So it was having this interaction with, like, one person where I physically got to, like, hang out with them, but then, like, mentally got to also hang out with them. So I became – it was, like, a drug to me. And it was, like, what could I sell? What could I do? I made, like, $7 an hour also. It was My parents were, like, you had a great job. What's wrong with you? you? So you were still in New York when you did this, or you had already moved to L.A.? We were still in New York. Okay. And we were now in Pennsylvania. Working at Ulta. Working at Ulta in Oxford Valley. What, what? <laughs> and then how long – what was the next step? You, you, you're at Ulta, and you're like, oh, I, no, like, I love this product. I love the way I connect with people. How were you like, oh, the next step is to become a makeup artist? We were going to move to L.A. So I overheard they were opening an Ulta in Los Angeles. And I was like, great. I can move with the company and open up the store in Los Angeles. And they were like, absolutely. Wow. So I opened up that store in Santa Monica and La Brea. Oh, yeah. The one with the Target. Target, man. I've been to that Ulta. You opened the first – were you the manager? They wouldn't give me the job. Hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Take that, Because I didn't have enough – Yeah. Well, Fuck well, you, Ulta. Well. Look at you now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I will never shop there again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so when did you start having private clients? So, well. And did you do formal <laughs> training? No formal training. Okay. Um, so I worked at Ulta for six months. Do you guys know who Scott Cunha is? He's a hairstylist, like, known for working with the Kardashians. It's vaguely familiar. He also worked there. Wow. 
Whoa. And we became like, we're our first friends in in LA. He was 21 and I was like 26. This is for everyone out there that's like in their late 20s and they don't think they can change their career. You absolutely can because I did. Yeah. And, and it worked out because I went after something that I really had passion for and it, and it works out. So there's that. Um, but we opened up the store for six months and then after six months, I was like, I feel like the next thing I'm supposed to do is work at a counter. Like that was the buzzword that was like oh. in the makeup scene. Yeah. You know? So then I worked – I went and got a job at Bloomingdale's. The dream. The dream. In, in the my, Beverly Center? In the Beverly Center. Mm-hmm. High five. Oh, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> my parents were like so angry and I was like, but I get a discount. My mom's like, OK, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I worked for Paula Dorf, which was an artist line. No one really knows about it anymore. No, I've never even heard Amazing of it. Amazing line. So ahead of its time. The, I had like 50 brushes. I really honed my skills learning so many different tricks through – this artist line, but people, it didn't catch on and it kind of just disappeared. But the counter next door was Dior. So then Dior took over the whole thing. It had like dust on it. And I took it over, turned it around and, you know, got people working under me, had keys to open drawers. Yes. And really just like loved it and honed skills too. Like I would fuck people up. Like I would do such a bad job with their makeup. But it was so great because they just wouldn't buy anything. They'd walk away and like roll their eyes. It's like free class it's for you. It's literally free class. I would get every age, every skin tone, every skin type, every color, every everything. And it was so, and I'm around so much product. So like when you're bored, mm. you would just go around and be like, "What's Laura Mercier have that's new?" You know. So you just learn that there's a primer, there's a this, there's a that, and it was awesome. And you're just dealing with so many different personalities, which is another great you know, tool to have in life and in this business. So then because you're in LA, you start meeting people. Hey, my cousin's right. He's, he works over at, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this reality show. So I ended up meeting somebody that had a class in Chino Hills to do makeup. (laughs) And I taught at a makeup school, like on every Saturday for like two years. Yeah. It was so weird. And they were like, it was in Chino Hills and everybody – it was before the Kardashian explosion, but they were teaching that kind of makeup mm. back then. And here touring. Ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. And they would make me wear – like they'd have me come an hour early. Like I wish I had a picture to show you guys and put on these like tight outfits. Meanwhile, I am like – an old lady at this point. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm like – everybody there was like in like in, like 20. Right. And I was like 30 and like wearing like huge fake lashes and contour and like they would like tease my hair and put like a mohawk and throw diamonds on it. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> wow. But I'm making more money than I made at Bloomingdale's. So this is cool. And then when did you start doing celebrity yeah, makeup? Yeah. So wait, how did how did then you I know. I, this from... is an amazing Yeah, It is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, I, I – I, I wonder if this can happen now because I don't so know. much is like then I just posted videos yeah you know like yeah. loved it the, yeah the, the work of like from job to job to job I don't know if if that ha- happens I don't much. know but anyway sorry. yeah I don't know we're in we're in Chino Hills yeah we're in Chino Hills and now I am freelancing on the side for Dior. So that's ah. the, the next progression is to the brand love me. I turn the counter around. I did my job. I love sales. I love like bringing a, tapping a woman, being like, "Hey, come here. Look at this blush. I'm just going to shake." You know, and they would buy it, and it would be great. So there was like a high to it that I really enjoyed, and I started meeting. So I was a, going to like now I was going to Sephora's and Planet Blue and Malibu, and going to you know Ulta's and 
but Dior wasn't giving me enough hours, so my husband mm. found on Craigslist back when it wasn't oh creepy. Mm-hmm. Everything about this story is it's amazing. The best. I know it's yeah. so great. <laughs> He's like, "There's a celebrity makeup artist," which was something that never crossed my mind. I never was like, "I want to be a celebrity makeup artist." Like I didn't even think about it. He's like, "She's looking for a freelancer for 20 hours a week. It's a brand called Deluxe, and she's Jillian Dempsey, who's Patrick Dempsey's wife." Come on. So I went in for the interview. I got hired. And I then, love that this was just all on Craigslist. All on Craigslist. <laughs> and my husband found it. Like back when like wow. we had like dial up internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Modeming it up. Modeming it up. And so I started working for them and they were like kind of shocked. Like I don't think much was selling. And so it started to sell. And then she would bring me in and talk to me. And then Jill and then I went to Jillian's office and I saw all these pictures of like Kirsten Dunst and like Reese Witherspoon. And this was like years ago like a decade ago and i'm like oh what an interesting job like i never thought of this so then she was like would you want to assist me like every once in a while if i have something and i was like uh yeah this is so cool i love entertainment you know so i started doing that then i met somebody whose cousin was a reality show guy Mm -hmm. and he hired me to work on um a show called nanny 911 not to be confused I've heard of it. with Super Nanny, which was the, okay, or okay. the Coke or to the, the nanny. Or the nanny. Yeah, with the Fran Charger. <laughs> I wish that was the case. So I went on the road and I thought I had made it and would like call the nannies and they'd be like, hello. And I was like, are you allergic to latex? Like I was so professional. I was like, <laughs> oh. do you like um, eyeshadow? Do you like mica in your eyeshadow? Like I was like, it was like I had made it. I had made it. And I like traveled for like a year doing this show. And then I met other producers and they had shows and I did Take Home Nanny, and then I did a really bad show called Celebra Cadabra. Um, I worked at VH1. You know Celebra Cadabra! <laughs> yes, I covered it when I worked at VH1. Uh, I had to write the like episode updates. Well, I was the department makeup head, and I thought <laughs> I life had been made. <laughs> Celebra Cadabra was a show, it was a reality show where regular celebrities learned magic and then I think competed against each so other. So it was 12 celebrities that were matched up with <laughs> professional magicians and every week they had like one week would be like table magic and the next week would be like uh, they would go to Santa Monica Pier and do like group magic. I can't believe this show did not take off. Shocking. (laughs) The late aughts VH1 programming. (laughs) So that was fun. I can't. That's so funny. So we've crossed many paths. Yeah. It's really really sliding doors. Yeah. And so then when do you start getting your first clients in the acting I mean the celebrity world so I started so I was working with still working with deluxe and then and then once I got into the the that reality game I stopped doing the freelancing because I know I had these jobs and then I so I didn't it took up so much time like you know television yeah. production is 16 hour days and terrible food and it was fun but after a couple of years of that I was like eh so I reached out to Jillian and I was like, hey, can can I still assist you? Can I still work with you? And she's like, sure. And she brought me to – her brand had been dissolved by Avon, had ta- had bought her out and said, will you be the color lead of Avon? And so she What's had – What's a color lead? It's like making the whole color line. Oh, wow. So picking the blushes and the eyeshadows cool. and the lipsticks and the – you know. So like the mat, like the Wizard of Oz of color. So she had to fly out to Tex to Dallas, Texas, to talk in front of like four thousand women about like the new color line that she created. And she's like, "Will you come with me, and do the makeup that I created, and I'll talk, and you do the makeup." And I was like, "Sure." So I went out there, and they had 
all the presidents from another brand that Avon owned called Mark, which was like the little daughter of Avon. I remember Mark. Meet Mark. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they were like, the people that I was with were like, will you do all the people for from Mark tomorrow? And I was like, sure. And I was with another makeup artist that was a little more seasoned than me. And she's like, they're not paying us. We shouldn't do it. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll do anything. <laughs> So I went and I did their makeup and we hit it off. They were hysterical and amazing and awesome. And she's like, meanwhile, I am like so green. You know, she's like, you need to be our makeup artist for Mark. And I'm like, yeah, totally. (laughs) She's like, send us your book on Monday. Like, let's talk about this. They're all from New York. I'm like, okay. So I get home and I don't have a book. A book would be like pictures a, of people's faces you've that done. I've done. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I have like Jean from Reseda and like <laughs> my mom and her friends. You know, like I don't have anyone. So I then go on this website that I don't. It's probably a porn site now, but it was called Model Mayhem, and you would reach out and find like a makeup artist. I, I mean, like yeah, makeup, hair, style, and a photographer, and you guys would get together and make make stuff. And most of the time, it was terrible, and sometimes it was awesome. So I started doing that and just like really talking to everybody I knew and just getting different things. And I put a fake book together and sent it to them. And they're like, great. And they called me and they're like, we want you to be our celebrity makeup artist. I mean, I don't have one celebrity client. Like none of that existed. I was just, you know, and you will, you will, you know, represent the brand and we're going to send you a contract. I don't have an agent. I don't have anything. I'm like, great. They like faxed me a contract. Which we should clarify. One thing I didn't realize for a while is that makeup artists, hairstylists, wardrobe, like you have an agent who helps book jobs, like so totally. who represents you, which is not something I have Yeah, ever a lot realized. of people are like, yeah. Even, you're so LA. I'm like, no, it's just, that's just how it is. Yeah, that's how LA. the business works. So I started working with them. They like flew me out to New York and I did a photo show for their catalog. And like, it was just like mind blowing. Like I was like, this is amazing. You were like, I've made it. I was done. I was yeah. like, I am, I could, you're it. You I'm done. It. I did it. You know, and that's how every everything I did with this job and the way I got there always felt like I've made it. Like when I was working reality television, when I was doing, so I always just enjoyed the journey of climbing the ladder. You know, you never felt like you were quote unquote behind or not where you needed to be, or I wasn't even paying attention. And then I started because I was assisting Jillian. She was at this agency called the Wall Group, right? That mm-hmm. reps hair, makeup, style, and some other specialty projects, and there was a plethora of women that needed an assistant. So I assisted like everybody. And I one that was special was Patty Dubroff, who I used to sit and read about because she was the national makeup artist for Dior. Wow. So I would sit and read about her and be like, that's cool, you know? And so I assisted her for like two years. And she picked up the phone one day and was like, called the wall group and was like, if you – and it was really like if you had any sort of like work ethic, you know – Mm. In L.A., like, it seemed like you got ahead a lot faster. Like, if you showed up on time. If you just showed up. If you just showed up, did your job, and was positive, like, it just all worked out. Like, I would do everything. I would work for free. I would take kids to birthday parties of people that I assisted. (laughs) Like, I didn't know. I was, like, just doing it, and it all felt kind of fucked up but it was kind of no it felt <laughs> but fine but it. It, but i did it and and then the wall group was like yeah we'll sign you and i was like great i have a contract too like you guys can take that too and they were like great so then i was with avon mark for eight years oh wow my contract grew into a six-figure deal with them 
and um, the wall group. I've been only, I've only had, I'm very loyal. So I've been with the wall group for 10 years now. And the rest is history. Who was the first celebrity that you were ever like doing their makeup on? And was that a big deal? Or for you, was it just like another day on the job? No, I would have to like plan a 20 minute like poop break before (laughs) I would go to any celebrity because I literally would get stomach aches and nerves and anxiety and like have to breathe. And it was like so mental. It was like going on stage with a cele- with, yeah. when you did stand-up. It's the same kind of feeling. Like you're like, I don't want to fuck it up. What are they going to think of me? Do I have wearing the right thing? And um, So the first celebrity that I ever did was Lionel Richie. Mm-hmm. I know. From a friend who was not expecting I, that. I wasn't either, but what a legend. What a legend. He was so nice and he was – It was. I was so nervous. I just had to like powder him. Right, but I, but, right. But I was like – I was overprepared. When you are doing makeup for an event like let's say the Oscars, do you and you have a client, are you planning ahead like what their look is going to be and With what their... is that process like? And like do you know their outfit? And yes. are they participating? Like yes. do they request? So I'd love to hear about yeah, that. Yes, so now like a big thing is either, you know, group text or Marco Polo group group oh, Marco Polo. Okay. Look at that. So we'll get like a picture and then we'll talk back and forth about like what the hair is going to be, what the vibe is we're going for. So you're on for. this chain with the hairstylist, with the client, with, with the, the stylist. stylist. All of us. Okay. You know, and then we like come to some sort of conclusion. One time, you know, it could be like little impetus is like, I want to wear a full lash for this from somebody that's never worn a lash. Or I I want to wear very minimal makeup. I don't. I want my hair to be in a top knot like it's you know so you're mm-hmm. working around a general and it is about like for me i i'm jewish so like i'm self-loathing and it's never about me so i'm always like i don't need the makeup to be the star there's a lot of makeup artists where like the makeup has to be the star and it's all about them for me it's mm-hmm. like i'm just happy to be contributing to the village like what do we need to do you know <laughs> i'm happy to have a job so um yeah it's just such a fun process and you become really close with you know, these teams, and especially if you work with a client over and over again, it's like, right. it's like your buddies, like you're just, right. you have all these little families almost. It is. And it's, it's pretty cool. Cause you know, I spend a lot of time, I spend more time with some of my clients than I do my good friends, you know? So they become your good friends. They do. Yeah. By how default. do you, how do you push back if you're like, Oh, that is not a good idea. So sometimes it can be like, like you would with your brothers and sisters, like telling, tattling, like it's kind of like you'll nudge oh. like one of the other people. Oh. And you're not, I'm not feeling those shoes, dude. Like we got to say something, but we don't want to piss anybody off. Right, so, right, right. Um, or we'll be like, wait, what about the blah, 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 you know? So, but usually it's a pretty open forum. When you're working with teams that you're kind of the new person, yeah. that can be a little difficult. Yeah. When I first started working, the stylists would be very they would send you a sheet of inspiration of what they're feeling that they would like to see with their outfit. Oh, interesting. But I think through this past like decade, like it's definitely changed because then you become friends with the stylist and yeah. they don't want to like tell you what to do. But... Right, right, right. Yeah. What interesting collaboration. That's really I mean, you don't think about that that part that goes into it when you like watch somebody walk down a red carpet or see someone at an event. But Oh my God, it is really it takes a village. Yeah. It takes a village. And then you don't you're not even thinking about like the seamstress. Like they have to go get fitted and yeah. the, get it, you know, the zipper moved and the thing shortened and the bra sewed in and how long does it take you to do makeup for an event? So 
we always say, like, I'm chatty, but if I wasn't chatty and no one was talking, like, we could probably whip it out in a half an hour. <laughs> but we usually get booked for two to three hours before the oh, event. Wow. I also think you make a you make a good point that I always have to reflect on, which is that it takes a village to get someone ready, a celebrity ready for a red carpet event. So anytime I'm sitting there comparing myself oh my to God. anyone at anything, it's good to remember like there was an actual group of people, a group of people, the spray tanner, the the masseuse, the facialist, the you know the Tracy Anderson workout the day of, you know, like right, right. there's so much that goes into it. So like, don't ever compare yourself to you know right we, we had someone come in just to put spanks on no i'm just kidding <laughs> you know what that would not i would like a spanks her honor yes I a specialist they Besides, have a hotline like, my children or my husband <laughs> you know we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it because look as i'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay, I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Should we shift gears? I mean, we have so many questions. We do. That uh, our listeners submitted. These don't even include our own questions, which is basically like, how do I do makeup? I'm 39. (laughs) I don't know. But we'll deal with that later. Um, Dory, let's just, should we just jump in? Yeah, let's just jump in. All right. 
You want to take the first leap? Sure, because this is a question that I have a vested interest in that came up a lot, which is, what is the ultimate solution for dark circles? And relatedly, a lot of people were saying, I put on this concealer, and yes, the dark goes away, but then it like settles into my wrinkles. What yeah. do I do? That weird, crusty, dry yeah, concealer situation. Yeah, and it situation. Like, gets into your mm-hmm. yeah, lines. It's a really, it's like skating on thin ice. So. Okay. Dark circles are either genetic or they're caused by lack of sleep, bad diet, um, smoking, all the bad things. So the first thing I tell anybody who has really bad ones is, you know, are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Are you exercising? Because anytime you're moving your lymphatic system and your whole like pulmonary system, it's moving blood. And so mm. that can lighten the load. Okay. For some people, um, there's really nothing you can do. Like there, it, it is genetic and there's nothing you can do. Um, and, you know, it's about like being able to cover it. So then you move into the makeup world. Mm-hmm. And I people love to lather on their concealer. Yeah. The concealer should be put on almost so you can't – it's so little. Mm-hmm that you can barely even see it. Like that is the problem. So I always say use your ring fingers because they're your weakest fingers because you don't want to be tugging at your fi- at your. Oh. So you're using your weakest finger. I guess you could use your pinky, but that's almost like that one doesn't really work. So I, I like to put it on by tapping. And if you have dark, you want to find something that has a little bit of orange in it. Mm. So – People like, you know, they get into those color wheels or there's a lot of like orange based like It Cosmetics makes a cream that comes in a little like pot. They make a couple, but there's one in a pot that has orange undertones for every skin tone. So you can find that and it's literally just about like dabbing it on in a very light way and then leaving it alone. And should it be the last thing you put on? So – it's not the worst idea to put it on earlier in your application because then right before you check out, you can look and see if you put too much on because it usually will get mm. into the lines within like five minutes. Oh, yeah, okay. And then also things that I love to use are – Beauty Blender has this teeny little mini blender. And if you wet it and squeeze it out and you pat it with that, that sometimes will take just the right amount of of um, moisture away and also like kind of melt it in with your skin. Mm. So I love using that. Mm. I know. Look at all these tricks. Yeah, not so <laughs> big. Tricks. I've, I've never even seen the mini beauty no, blender. The minis. They're really, really cute. And yeah, they're like – miniature they're so cute so i love minis i have a weird thing with mini stuff i love mini stuff <laughs> i get that yeah it's so cute adorable. okay here's one we got a lot uh-oh it, many variations of this how the heck do i do a cat eye okay so that you know i love a cat eye yours you does what you have on now technically a cat eye this is a cat eye it's great thank you mm-hmm. i rock it every day and i will tell you that when i first started doing it i was horrible so this is like riding a bike it's practice makes perfect i think for anybody that wants to try it and has trouble i like to talk about how when you were in like kindergarten and you would draw a picture but before you used markers you would use pencil mm-hmm. so i like to take an angled brush Dip it in a little eyeshadow, like a taupey brown, because that's easy to get rid of. If mm-hmm. you start with your crayons and your liquids, yeah. it's a mess. So you take oh, yeah. it, you can just press it, like on the corner. Usually oh. you start it where your last lashes uh-huh. and press it, and it's up to you to find out how 
Like, do you have to go at 12 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever you... It's not the same for everyone. It's not the same for everybody. And there's different types of cat eyes. There's like elongated cat eyes and graphic cat eyes and sharp cat eyes. And so no two cat eyes are created the same and everybody's eye shapes are different. So it's about like experimenting with that. So take the angle brush, press, press it and see if you like the way it looks. If you like the way it looks, then you can take the eyeliner and make it permanent. I mean, I could show you guys. I should have got brought in some eyeliners. Um, but in finding a formula that works for you, so there's so many to choose from because there's gel liners, there's pencils, there's cream liners, there's what felt tip. What do you tip. use? So when I do it on myself, I use like a felt tip pen. Mm-hmm. And I love – Troy Surratt has a very easy one that works really easy. And I always tell people don't have to do it in one swoop. You can do it mm-hmm. like in little dashes mm-hmm. and connect the dots and take your time. Um, there's one makeup artist that like says you can pull your eye out and do it like that. But I find sometimes that the shape goes downwards. So I really think it's about doing that powder before. Mm-hmm. And I still use that trick on my clients. Like somebody says I want a cat eye. So I'll just do the little thing to make sure that they're even. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go in with the pen and get it there. Or I'll with well, a lot of times with the clients I'll use – I use a Makeup Forever cream eyeshadow in aqua black. And it's – or aqua eyeshadow. It's considered an eyeshadow, but it's the best eyeliner because it doesn't crease or fall or come off. And if they're going to be out for like hours, it wouldn't be cool if like one cat eye disappeared and the other stayed on. <laughs> <laughs> um, staying on the – in the eye category, okay. um, a lot of people wanted to know what should I do for oily slash hooded lids? Okay. So I have oily hooded lids. So you should DM me. Um <laughs> It's a whole conversation. So like you can see like when you're like this, you have like all this – like you can see how you can see your eyelids, Mm -hmm. you know? So when I like relax, my eyelids completely Mm -hmm. disappear. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So again, it's not about like – it's about – and I have hooded lids and I wear eye – cat eyes every day and I wear eyeshadow when I want to. And it's just about like for me, I think people with hooded lids, like when you're placing a lot of your – color it looks best if you place it in the outside corners of your eyes because it creates a little depth for you um but i think you can't get too hung up on the eyes and like they're not the only part of the show so like you can work with like great highlighter and blush Mm -hmm. or your brows can be the star or the lips you can start wearing bold lips and your eyes don't always have to be you don't have to put seven thousand things on your eyes people it can be simple like a lot of times like today like swipe one color did that in a little mascara. Throw it. Learn to do fake lashes. Fake lashes are life changing for hooded eyes. You know, doing them yourself. Doing them yourself, or getting extensions, which are really awesome. But you have to like set aside the money and the time, which yeah. I did for five years and loved it. And then I had my third kid, and I was like, oh, time for this. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, they're a commitment. It's a commitment. It's like a real commitment. Mm-hmm. And then they like go. They're like, which way did he go? And it, when you don't fill them, and they look really whack. And right. Yeah. Oh. I've so so much already. You did. We're, we're still. We're only in eyes. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, we have categories. Lane very kindly categorized That's all the so questions. Nice. All right. Here's a question for you: Are lip stains and red lip products harmful since they're hard to remove? So I mean, like those long lasting ones. Yeah. That's a good question. I do know for certain that the long lasting ones have a lot of chemicals in them. Be careful of that. And listen, yeah, there okay. is a reason that. I got paid to stay with my client for 12 hours yesterday. And that was because I touched her up. People would also like to know, what is the best way to apply highlighter? 
<sighs> First of all, don't be overwhelmed. There's so much like there's so much noise around this topic. I know. Sorry, I didn't mean to let out a moment. No, but you, <laughs> Even today, but you I was are, like, I don't know where it goes. Yeah, you are totally okay. So when you're 35 and over, sometimes you might have a little more texture in like your eye area, you know? Texture. I like that. Yeah, I'm I trying like that to be, word. You know, I'm trying to be light about it. <laughs> if you got a lot of fucking wrinkles. <laughs> um, so you want to be my, my favorite place to put it. And this might not People might not agree with me, but this is for me and mm-hmm. my girls. This is my demo right here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like to place it as the first thing after I do. I do my eyes first, which is a whole thing because I like to – if I'm messy and crazy and then I can clean it all up and then mm-hmm. put on the skin. Mm-hmm. And then I take a little bit of cream highlighter mm-hmm. and I put it on the apples of my cheeks. Okay. And then I kind of move upward like this. Pretty. Okay. That's it. And you're done. You're not yeah. doing nose. You're not doing forehead. No, guys. No. Everybody calm the fuck down. <laughs> I don't even know if cussing's okay, but oh, it is. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, everyone is so overwhelmed and so confused, and it's literally like putting on a lipstick. It doesn't need to be that hard. A lot of people that have mastered this nose narrowing and, you know, the the bow of your lip yeah. and the corner of your eyes. Like, you can play around with that, sure. But don't overthink it. It's not a big deal. And people have lighting and ring lights and cameras. And you can see everybody who looks beautiful on Instagram has, like, a ring light in their pupil of their eye. Just start mm-hmm. to look for that, people. That light makes anybody look like uh-huh. Gigi Hadid. Uh-huh. It makes Gigi Hadid look like Gigi Hadid. A ring light. A ring light. Google that. Mm, Amazon no Prime tid. that. Tid. Yeah. Dory. <laughs> yep. Preparing Just for your you birthday know. this year when the ring light arrives. Yes. No, it's from me. Right. So there's additional tools that are going into making someone look fantastic on Instagram. Yeah. And they're selling it, you know, based on this loud noise about highlighter. Like they're like, you need it here and you need it here and you don't. You don't. You don't. Um, I will say that highlighting – just so everybody knows, is using like a light shimmery shade that pushes something out, okay? When you're – it's all under the umbrella term of contouring. So contouring is an umbrella term for shading and highlighting. Highlighting is going to pop anything just like you would highlight a word on a piece of paper, right? So like when you wear white, everything's a little bit bigger, right? Shading is about using something that's matte and dark, to pull in. Mm. So if we wear black, we're skinny. That's why we contour in the hollow of our cheek to make our cheekbone look more oh. defined. We do. I didn't know that's where we did it. That's okay, where we did it. We do sense. it right. Like when you do fish lips, mm-hmm. you do like so that it makes this area look higher. That's why you put – no one knows what I'm talking about because I'm making this area and showing you guys <laughs> touching your cheeks. But that's why we put highlighter on our cheeks to make our cheeks look higher and up. And then we put – dark in the hollows of our cheeks to make it look sharper. Here's what someone asked. They said, what to do when you're a true beginner and feel overwhelmed? I don't know exactly what I want to know. I feel like I don't understand makeup at all when it's on my own face. Yes. So I think it's just like there's little things that you have to do. There's so many women. Like I really truly look at women's faces and they're always like, oh my God, don't look at me. And I'm like, I think you're so pretty. Like I can definitely see women for who they really – who they can't see. And I feel like every woman, no matter what you look like, there's some sort of beauty to me in it. Um, And I think – like I work with – obviously I see a lot of moms when I'm like at carpool or on the playground with the kids and they're always coming up to me. What do I do? What do I do? And I was like, don't do anything. Like get a good lash curler and mascara and then get a lip and cheek tint. 
make it easy for yourself. So you have like three things you need to do or get a great SPF tinted moisturizer, mm. you know, and a lip. I'm very into like products that do more than one thing, mm. you know. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. So a lip and a cheek tint, for a, example. A lip and a cheek tint. There's so many good. I love Bobby Rounds. I love Stila's. Um, and then there's, you know, like Laura Mercier makes these caviar sticks for eyes. So you can just swipe it on. You could use it as eyeliner mm. if you wanted to. Caviar stick. Yeah, okay. caviar, honey. We are high end over <laughs> here today. Caviar <laughs> stick. Jouer <laughs> makes the same stick. Like there's, And so it's literally just about finding maybe like two to three things that can kind of just make you look like you slept last night that's really it you don't have to overthink it and a la- good lash curler is a girl's best friend who knew a good lat? that's like not a thing i've ever invested in. that's right i oh, know i i have one what do you, have do you the, like it the one that everyone yeah gets i just the- i just have like the really simple yeah like basic lash curler yeah i don't use it every day yeah, but, but, I, but i have it but do you like it and you like use it and then you put a little yeah, mascara little on mascara. it opens up your yeah, eyes just makes your eyes pop Pop. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some mistakes that us commoners make that drive you crazy and can be easily fixed? My biggest mistake is uh, when people don't blend their foundation. They mm. like cut it off at their neck. Oh, yeah. I do that. Yeah. So it's so easy to – there's so many brushes out there now and the beauty blenders um, that you can actually just kind of buff it all over your neck because your neck – is hidden from your face. So your neck is always usually one shade lighter than your face. So you want to make it all look the same color. So that that's like the most annoying thing. And then I think like the only thing I ever – because again, I'm not really judging anyone's makeup. But the only thing that ever like kind of grosses me out is like somebody who doesn't wash their mascara off and continue every day to add it on. And so mm. by the end of the week, it's like this crusty – there's like pieces – like falling everywhere and it's like dry and brittle looking and you're just like you got to yeah. take it off before you put it on. Yeah. And you're going to say we've got to – how do you remove makeup? Like what is your makeup removal tips? So right now I'm really into this product called a face halo. They're not expensive. It's this microfiber disc and you wet it and that's all you need. So you can throw it in your to-go. I, I By default I had one because I get sent everything. Right. And you, you live that life. I live that life and I was at a wedding – and I had a full face of makeup on and I was like, I forgot my makeup remover and was freaking out. And I was like, I'll give this thing a whirl. Took off all my makeup. It was amazing. And then I'll take like a gentle cleanser, wash my face and then do my 800K beauty serums because I'm a <laughs> psychopath and I love it. I just love it. Some people don't. You don't also don't need to do that. You can have like one step. But – it's great, and it's and then you can take a it in face the face sh- halo. Yeah, you can take it in your. I know, take it in your. Um, take a bar of soap to clean out anything, and then you can throw it in your wash. And they make a white one and a black one. The black one you can't see anything, which is probably better for everybody. But the white one you can, and if you're like into that, you can see. Mm. It. But you only you yeah. can only use it once before you, can you use it. Like you could use it like five hundred times. No, but before you wash it. Yeah, well, no. So what I do, I'll use mine for like the week. So I'll oh, take it off and then I'll take a, take a bar of soap and it can get Kinda everything off. It. Yeah, break it all down. You mentioned that you do your eyes first. Yeah. But what is the overall order of operations for makeup? I think it's whatever you want it to be. I don't oh, think there's a right okay. or wrong answer. Right. And I, like I said, I do the eyes first because if I mess up, like if you create this beautiful foundation and your skin is perfect and your concealer's great and everything's great yeah. and then you fuck up your the fallout from the eyeshadow and the mascara hits yeah. and then you have to wipe it all away and you got to kind of do it again. Right. So that's why I do that. But a lot of people do the skin first and they don't have any problems. So Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes. Here we go. Is primer 
necessary? Okay. And if so, do you have one you recommend? Yes. Primer is awesome. Like okay. people. Right. So there's two types of primer. There's eye primer and face primer. Eye primer, you know when you buy an um, eyeshadow and you're like, this is the prettiest blue I've ever seen. I'm so excited to wear this for Debbie's graduation. You get home and put it on your eye and it's like doesn't look anything like the color. It's like the most muted version of that. You need an eye primer. So I, my favorite eye primer is Lorac makes an eye primer. Oh, okay. It's the best one. You put a really thin layer. It'll keep it on. It keeps it from creasing. It makes it a bold color. And it just makes the eyeshadow great for hooded eyes with oily lids. Hey, hey, mm, back right. to that. Okay. Face primer is amazing because now they make face primer for every problem that you can have. So if you're somebody that's like, I have oily skin, my foundation doesn't stay on, there is an actual primer for oily skin where your makeup doesn't stay on. So Cover Effects is my favorite primer. They make a gripping primer, a wet cloud primer that prevents from blue light. They make a um, blurring primer, a mattifying primer. So if you have like tr- problematic like acne, it has salicylic acid. So it's working oh, on your skin while it's oh, – Yes, cool. there's so many. So that right now is my favorite um, primer. Like it just – and it does. It will make your makeup last longer, stay on longer. They have – what was the – the gripping primer they have? It's like really sticky. But I've used it on my clients that have – like a full day of press because a lot of times it's annoying if you keep going in and touching, going in and touching. So this actually you activate it by tapping it on your skin. So it opens up and then you put the makeup on it and it grips the makeup and it works. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I have learned so much. Oh, I'm on a journey over here in this <laughs> corner. I'm going to go home and highlight only my cheekbones. Yeah. Don't feel bad. No, I won't. I think that's such – having permission – sometimes you just need, need- someone to say – Relax. You don't need to do a million things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been a freaking treat, Jamie. Yeah. Can I do a shameless plug? Yes. Yes. Okay. So for those of you that want more information, my whole like life's goal now is to create this platform for women to talk to me. I DM you back. I so you can that must take a ton of time. It but that's like my nighttime routine. And then I get into Mm. the I'm pretty good at it. Like you're open to the DMs. Yeah. You can slide in. You can slide in. I get a ton of them. Sometimes I'm like it takes longer than but I like this is what I like to do. I like to help you guys so that you don't feel over like beauty should be fun and be a positive part of your life, not an overwhelming one. So it should empower you and make your life better. So you can find out you can come join my crew. I have a crew. Yeah, I saw this and I also want to I want to join it because I want your cool swag bag. Yeah, so I have jamiemakeup.com. You will join my crew and then I will you go you know a lot about me, but I don't know anything about you, so that's the point of this. So then you will get a survey that asks questions from like your life quality to like how much you spend on makeup to what do you like to wear. But I want to get to know you. Are you happy? Are you meditating? Are you eating well? What's what's your lifestyle? And then we can have a bigger conversation and then you can sign up for a swag bag, which is like this very small group of people that I send out every month. I did the first one last month and I sent out a bunch of products that are all my favorite and things I think you need. And then if you didn't get it, you there's discounts and stuff. And I don't make any money off the discounts or anything. It's literally just like courtesy codes for people. But you got to be in the crew and I got to know stuff about Join you. Join the crew. Yeah. Okay, so come well, be part of my crew. I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Some wine and crew and joining. Crew. <laughs> and where can we find you again online? Just to reiterate. So jamiemakeup.com and at jamiemakeup on most social handles. So Kate. Yes, Dory. Are you feeling grateful? 
I am. I've been, I don't know if I nailed my gratitude practice every day, uh-huh. but I definitely am remembering to do it more. And in the month of July, I'm committing to do it every day. That's awesome. For my birthday Yay. month. Yeah. So I'm feeling, I'm very grateful. Grateful for you. I'm grateful for grateful you. Grateful for you, Sammy. Uh, ah. I'm grateful for you too, Sammy. Um, how did, for you, cooking and meal planning go? Well, I talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. at the top of the show, but um, it's going well. Are you planning out your week's worth of cooking or just kind of thinking day to day? Not really. I'm thinking like a day or two ahead and I'm really trying to make stuff that I can have leftovers where I can have leftovers. Um, Very thoughtful as you like live in this space of new parenthood. Yeah. And it's been, it's been good. It's been nice to kind of get back into cooking. Great. Yeah. Well, because you also really enjoy cooking. I feel like you were always kind I do. of baking and making yeah. things and they were coming out well. Thanks. Well, this- well, and it helps that we live like around the corner from a pretty good grocery store. True, true. So I can just like pop out and pick something up if I've forgotten it. But I use Pocket. Do you use Pocket? I don't even know what that is. It's a. It's like an app that lets you like save stuff from the internet. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. use like Delicious or any, any of those? No. Nope, yep, nope. um, it's sort of like Pinterest, but it's just like it, it can just be for you. So I save I, I save all my recipes to Pocket. Smart. And then I just kind of scroll through Pocket. And I'm like, hmm. What am I going to make What today? am I going to oh, make? I might have to be downloading Pocket when I leave here today. Yeah. I okay. also use it for like, you know, articles and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. What are you doing this week, Dory? Um, I would like to finish writing thank you notes for all the gifts that we were given for Henry's birth. Cool. However, yes. I will just make a statement, okay. which is that... I do find the writing of thank you notes to be extremely gendered. Ooh, in go that on. I feel like women are expected to always write thank you notes uh-huh. and to write like if there's thank you notes that need to be written for like a heterosexual wedding, mm-hmm. the woman writes them. Mm-hmm. And like I just I gave birth to a baby. Yeah, Matt just built a dresser. He Matt can just write built some a thank dresser, but like. It doesn't even really occur to them that they I should be like written. where this is going, Dory. Mm-hmm, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. That being said, you I would like to finish. To I have some I want to write, and I want to finish okay. writing them. Mm-hmm. What about you? What are you doing this week? I'm going to try to really be intentional with my time. Ooh. Which is kind of vague, but, you know, how I spend my time it's very easy just to blow it all on Instagram. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. Or TikTok now. Oh, sure. I did blow like an hour TikToking away the other night. But you know, you talked about it on the podcast. So it wasn't like, I also feel like wasted. It's good to like, I, I also don't think social media is utter, like is wasteful. No, like, there's really either. cool creative stuff happening on social media outlets, especially yes. by young people. So I'm And curious. also like, I've gotten a lot of support from like Facebook groups and totally. Um, but I do want to kind of get, I have a lot of books that um, I would like to read, both work-related and pleasure-related. So I'm trying to get back into those. Um, I'm just trying to be thoughtful with how I spend my time. I don't know. That's great. It's general, but it's important to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, Dory. I think that brings us to the end. We are here at the finish line once more. 
But if you would like to call us and leave us a voicemail, our number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast. And the password is serums. Our Facebook community has is huge. It's moderated by some amazing people. Yep. Thank you all for making it what it is. Mm-hmm. And I will say there is now a Forever 35 Peloton group. Look at that. Uh-huh. So it the, just keeps going. And I'm in that one. Uh, and if you like the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, tell a friend, or mention us on whatever social media you use, like TikTok. Oh, boy. I don't. Sorry. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rein it in. Uh, reminder that everything we mention, including all those IKEA products, are on our website, forever35podcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at Forever35Podcast and on Twitter at Forever35Pod. And of course, Forever35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. And Lane Hammer is our assistant. Bye. Bye. Bye.